Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. That is not a difficult thing to do when you're in a store. Just ask if the manager is uh, is available and, and say, hey, I just want you to know I do listen to KLIF and I hear your sponsorship of Neil's program and I wanted to say thanks. Appreciate that. That's a painless thing to do. Might take you out of a, a shell of security, uh, of uh, being timid about doing things like that. But, you know, it makes a huge difference when they when they hear that. And it makes a huge difference when the time to renew the program comes up. And, uh, and I'll be grateful. I sure will be grateful. So, anyway, thanks. Thanks for considering it anyway. All right, our phone number, we have one line open, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Mike Bass is running the boards and answering the calls for me. Mike and I have worked together for, gosh, I guess four years or more, and uh, he's absolutely fabulous. I'm lucky to have him, and uh, so treat him nicely when you call through or else I'll... I'll uh, Hang up on you. Halfway through the call, just hang up on you. I'll get ready to give the answer, and, and you'll be gone, just like that. So, anyway, um, I wouldn't do that because I probably won't know. Mike doesn't tell me that you're not nice to him. He's too nice to do that. So, lines are filled. Thank you for that. Let's go to Sherry in Frisco. First call up this hour. Sherry, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your waiting. I know you had to wait a good while. Thank you for that. How can I help? Well, I have a weeping red bud, and uh, it's being attacked by some type of leaf cutter insect. I'm not really for sure what kind. It just has all these little semicircles and circles in the majority of the leaves now. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what what the insect is that does that. It's called a leaf. You you have it identified. You could you could actually Google that with what you've given me, and you'd have enough to get a, a match that would carry you all the way. It's a leaf cutter bee. It is an actual bee, and the female is the one doing that. She takes those parts and makes her nest in a. Uh, in in my case, I found them in a water faucet, a faucet I didn't use very often. And one day I went out to turn the faucet on and uh, without a hose or anything on it, and all this chaff blew out on my shoes. And I realized what I was seeing because I had had them uh, getting after some roses that I had back when roses would grow around here. And uh, um, and I had, had seen the semicircle uh, holes. Folks, if you're not familiar with what Sherry is talking about, these are holes anywhere from the size of uh, your little fingernail to larger than that, and they are perfectly cut. Um, they're they're not full circles. She's on the edge of the of the um, uh, leaf, and she cuts them with her mouth parts and takes that piece of plant tissue to make the the nest to build the nest piece by piece by piece. The problem, Sherry, is that she is not eating anything that she's cutting. And she's only there for a moment or two before she flies away. Then she'll come back and get another one and fly back and build her nest. And unless you're spraying at the time that she's there, you're not going to get her. And uh, the larvae are in the nest, and you don't know where that nest is. It may be in a downspout. It may be in a crevice of a tree trunk or something. And so you can't get them over there because you don't know where over there is. They don't do any harm to the plant particularly, other than make it look like it's been hit by a shotgun. And so it's kind of a no-win deal. The good news is it's more interesting than it is harmful. And uh, my experience with them in the many years that I've, I've seen them around my landscape is that they're usually much worse one year, and then I don't see them on a given plant again ever or certainly not for many years so i wouldn't worry about it too much um but then again it's your plants this time not mine <laughs> but but red buds red buds are a favorite host of theirs and if you have a weeping red bud, i know that represents quite an investment and you want to keep it looking good um i, I don't even think a systemic insecticide is going to work on it because um uh, uh 
because it's not actually feeding on those leaves. Okay. I know. Well, thank you, Neil. Yeah, you just you just waited twenty minutes to hear that. That's not good, is it? <laughs> no, that's fine, Neil. I mean, I had looked it up. I just like I thought they would eat so many leaves, but you know, ninety ninety to ninety five percent of the leaves have been holes cut out of them. Really, that many? Yes. Well, you could and certainly I've, use I've, a. I've, I've never, I've never seen the bee. No, they're there for such a short time. That's that's what I was saying. If you tried to spray for her or them, there maybe there's more than one, but if you were trying to spray for them, uh, you'd have to be the luckiest gardener in the world to, to be there at the time that she's actually cutting the leaves. You could try a systemic insecticide. The only problem is I would sure hope that you would do it after the blooming season is finished. Uh, I, you'd have to because, well, no, you wouldn't because... You'd put it on several weeks before the leaves came out. But, you know, I'd, I'd wait until they're through blooming, and if you wanted to try imidacloprid as a systemic insecticide, you could. But I don't think it's going to help at all. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I think all we're right. in Thank impasse. you, Neil. You betcha. Good luck with it. Thanks for the call very much. John, you're coming up next. I'll try to help you. I need to get a short break in here, just a single ad. Um, and this is for Whiskey Stone. Oh, it's fun to talk about these people because I know how much you will enjoy this. This is a destination location, 22-acre size uh, place. It's my largest advertiser. Not many of my advertisers have 22 acres of uh, space for you to roam around in. 1983 is the year they founded, and it's a third-generation family business. Mike Wisnan and his son uh, uh, now own and operate the, um, uh, the, the wonderful place. And uh, uh, Mike and Derek are, are two of the nicest people you'll ever know. Mike took over very soon from his dad way back. And I knew Mike uh, when he came in with beautiful stone to help decorate booths of uh, many different nurseries and landscape companies uh, as a part of my All Texas All Garden Show back at the Arlington Convention Center. And I said, boy, I need to I need to come see what you have. And they've been advertisers for a long time since. They're very connected in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association and uh, into a, a level of leadership in that association. That's another reason that I really like telling you about Whiskey Stone because you're talking about people who really give back to their community and to their industry. And if you need a referral to a, a landscape contractor, this is a company that can do that for you. They know the best. They know the people who can do the, the stonework for you and do it perfectly. Now, they deliver anywhere you can hear me. They are a destination location. They only have the one location in southeast Fort Worth, but people drive many, many, many miles to get to them. And as I said, they deliver anywhere you can hear me. It's Whiskey Stone, buying from the finest quarries in the southwest. All kinds of stone for retaining walls, for patios, uh, and and uh, for uh, decorative uh, stonework, river rock. They have fountain stone uh, for uh, pool decking. They have it all. And they're happy to help you. They can help you uh, determine how much stone you will need. Take photos of what you're trying to accomplish. Take measurements of where you're going to be doing this building, height and width, so that they can help determine how much you're going to need. Might save you a trip back. That's Whiskey Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Their phone number is 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and you're looking for great, authentic Yeti products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Several Yeti products we bought from Carrie and from JJ, her husband, at the Richardson Ace Hardware. That's a great store, and they are so nice. I think about these people when I hear their recordings, like Dan Meyer in the last uh, uh, last rejoinder of Last Hour, and how beautiful his story is, and Carrie, and how she nailed about 15 rejoinders, one after the other, and J.J. about how he nailed one after about five tries. I say that just to 
just with a smile on my face. These are my friends, and they are great people. And they love their hardware stores, and they love their customers. So I hope you'll get in. Let's go back to the phone lines now. We're going to go, as promised, to John in Frisco. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon, and thank you also for waiting. Appreciate that. Thank you, Neil. And just thank you so much for everything you've done for everybody in the Metroplex. I moved to my house, new home, 11 years ago, and started following your program, your book, from the old cowboy boot, and just can't be more pleased at how my yard has turned out 11 years later. My question is, I've got a 15-foot side yard area in the front of the house, shaded most of the morning by a large Chinese mustache, and then from about 2.30 on, shaded by my neighbor's two-story house. So it gets probably about two to three hours of just full sun midday, but otherwise it's in the shade. I lost a large uh, evergreen shrub last year during the freeze, so trying to find something that in that landmark corner that would do well. And then my first question off the bat, since I finally have an area of the house with shade, would a Japanese maple be able to survive that type of element? I don't think it would if it has two or three hours of midday sun. I think that would cook it, unfortunately. Okay. If you told me it had sun until 10 in the morning, I might compromise. I might I might, okay. I might, grind my teeth and say maybe, but I don't think in midday right. I'd want to try that. So uh, another, I've got... A lot of holly in the yard, so I do some besides that. So, any suggestion of a kind of a landmark shrub or an ornamental tree that could survive that type of sun and shade? I do. Uh, tell me, tell me now, what is this? Is on the corner of your house? It's actually it's between my driveway and my next door neighbor's house. So it's not at the corner of a house. It's in the side yard, front okay. corner between my driveway and neighbor's house. All right. I have a plant that I really want you to consider, but I'm, I'm making sure it's the right plant before I suggest it to you. So, so uh, I, I'm not going to blurt it out just yet. I'm, I'm still, still thinking. Okay. Um, and how wide and how tall uh, a, a space do you have? What can you accommodate? I, I've got 15 feet. Uh, height is not an issue at all in that area. Okay. It's probably not going to be seen as it gets too tall because it'll be then be blocked by the Chinese mustache in the street. Yeah. All right. The the three plants that I want to suggest to you, two are hollies, but they're unusual hollies that that would be worthy of thinking about anyway. If you already have them, then then obviously they're old hat. Do you have Warren's red possum haw holly? That's all one plant with nine names, <laughs> nine words. Okay. Do you know that plant? No, sir. What was it again? It's Warren, uh, W-A-R-R-E-N, apostrophe. It's Warren, Warren's Red Possum Haw, one word, P-O-S-S-U-M-H-A-W, Possum Haw Holly. Okay. Uh, it is also known as Deciduous Yopon. The, the, there is a native version of that, and Warren's Red is a selection of it. Uh, if you were to drive from uh, McKinney to Bonham in in December or January, you would see it along Highway 121 all over the place. In the woods of the mid-cities, you'll see it in the winter. Those are not as pretty anywhere as, as Warren's Red. Uh, it grows about the same size and shape as a large crepe myrtle. Not the tallest crepe, not, not a Muscogee crepe myrtle, but it grows 15 feet tall. It has large... Uh, red tomato red berries and it is a beautiful deciduous holly it's really pretty in the winter there are some on El Dorado Parkway in McKinney uh, just west of uh, 75 and my wife the musician I always say it that way because she is not a horticulturist at least 20 times a winter comments on how beautiful they are. Look at that. It's just beautiful today. And it was last week, Lynn, and it was last week before that. It's, it's, it's fun to hear her get excited about plants, and she loves that plant. So that's one to look at. Warren's okay. Red Possum All Holly. Uh, Google it, and you'll see some really nice examples. Another one that you might consider is Weeping Yopon Holly. Uh, that gets big, and it's prominent. Do you, do you have that in your landscape? I do not. All right. It's Ilex decidua. I'm sorry, I, well, I, I give the scientific name and it, it, uh, it turns people off, but it's Ilex vomitoria pendula, and it is really weeping. 
and uh, both of those will do well in the shade, and that amount of sun would be perfect for them. Uh, it has uh, small, beautiful, really rich red berries on it, and it's it's really a dramatic plant. And then the plant that I wanted to, that came to my mind first that I would think would be my number one choice for you would be Chinese snowball viburnum, viburnum macrocephalum. Yeah. You have it already? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, isn't I have that, it on my down my side yard area in the backyard. Isn't that beautiful? Right. So, yeah, it, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I, I, these other two are at that same level of of quality. Okay. I I would consider Warren's Red first. Um, okay. And I have it in my landscape and love it. And I don't have a weeping yopon, but I'm considering getting one because I love love that plant. So anyway, yeah, those, are, those are those are two. It find it this time of the year or just wait till the fall you know i think you'll probably be able to if you go to a nursery that sells wholesale as well as retail uh to landscape okay. contractors i think you can uh, find it and the the good news is that the big plants are staying available better than the small plants people are not willing to spend a couple hundred dollars on a plant but they're willing yep. to spend you know 30 or 40 um right. and and so a dramatic size a nice size would give you a nice impact i think you probably can find but if you wait till fall it might take some of the angst of the uh, every two-day watering off your mind so it, it, <laughs> it's good fine. either way all right thank you sir so much appreciate that's it. fun that was fun i enjoyed that thank you john very much for calling appreciate that all right his line is open we have another john this is uh john from cumby texas in hopkins county and uh uh, so I hope you will uh, occupy one of the other two lines that we have, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and all three of those uh, plants are photographed in the book. You can see exactly what I'm talking about. That's why there are 840 photos in the book. And you can see why the Chinese snowball is just so, why I got so excited about suggesting that to him. Uh, it's beautiful plants. And uh, if you are trying to make your mind up of what you'd want to plant, I have charts in the book, more than 25 multi-page charts to help you make the right choices of uh, plants for your landscape and um, for your flower garden as well. So uh, there are 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2, and, and, and Chapter 1 deals with the climatic zones, uh, hardiness zones, the soils of Texas, etc. Chapter 2 uh, is a perpetual calendar. It's uh, 48 pages, 4 pages per month of what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your landscape in that month. And so you'll never wonder, when should I prune the blackberries? When should I uh, transplant the uh, uh, whatever, daylilies? It's all in the, in the book. Uh, chapters 3 through 11, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. And you know what? My book is written for every county in the state of Texas, 254 counties. I tried not to leave any body out on this book. Uh, it, it applies to southern Oklahoma as well. So that is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It's normally $36.95, but my summer special for you is $32.95. And I'm just doing my part to help you save dollars where I can. Uh, let you invest in gasoline instead. Sorry, that was not not fun, was it? But the book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It's available two ways. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday at this number, 800-752-GROW. Now, that's uh, from 9 or so until 5 o'clock Monday through Friday, 800-752-4769. The other way you can get the book is by going to my website right now. That's neilsperry.com. I sign every book as it sells. I'll get it in the mail immediately. Not in stores, not on Amazon. It's available from my website at neilsperry.com. Satisfaction guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. 
They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Plantation-style shutters are really in right now. Those big louvers, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louvers. And that is exactly what Sunburst Shutters offers to you. The large louvers, but it gets even better than that because they're made of polywood. Not Hollywood, but polywood, P-O-L-Y. Polywood shutters are made of a man-made material, Synthetic, there is no actual wood in polywood shutters, but they look like wood. You would swear from more than 18 inches away that they are wood. You touch them, you feel them, they feel like wood. And they, uh, the, the difference is they don't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast, white or off-white. If you want them painted, they have a, a, a paint booth. It's like an automotive paint booth. They can custom paint them for you. They can faux stain them for you. They do it all. They are so innovative, and the people at Sunburst Shutters are so nice. I have the deepest admiration and appreciation for the people at Sunburst Shutters, and my wife and I love our Sunburst Shutters. We've had them for 10 or 11 years now, 12 years, long time, and they are as good as the day they were installed. Sunburst Shutters. Now, the bigger the louver, the fewer lines you have as you open them up to see outside. By the way, these are the most energy-efficient shutters in America. And by the way, these are the shutters that are measured window by window by window to fit each individual opening. Then the shutter is made to match. That's why they're so good. Now, if you'd like to have them come out and look at your windows and bring samples of their product and hold them up for you so you can see how beautiful they would look, this is the way to do it. Same way we did. Call 214-343-2601. SunburstShutters.com. 214-343-2601. SunburstShutters.com. I'm Sherry from TNC Ace Hardware on Jacksboro Highway. We're your source for those great home and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we are ready to go back to the phone lines. We go to John Incumbe in Hopkins County. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Neil, good afternoon to you, and happy Father's Day tomorrow. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Same to you. How can I help today? Well, um, uh, Cumbie is um, in western Hopkins County, just uh, close to the Hunt Hopkins County line. I live I know, just south of I-30, so if you know, that'll kind of give you an idea of the soil and this and that. Yes, sir. Um, my question is, I have an entry, a uh, pipe fence entry, 60 foot wide, about 60 foot deep, um, kind of funneling to a to a, a gate, and I have tried various um, plants um, to uh, you know kind of make the entry pop, make it look uh, a nice um, roses. Uh, I didn't have much luck with them, and I am looking for something. I'm only getting about five hours of sun, direct sunlight a day, and I would like something to plant along this pipe fence entry going into my gate all right that's not a lot of sun so that's going to be a it's going to be a a bit of a challenge um all right and how tall and wide are you looking for um the the uh uh, pipe uh fence is about four and a half five foot tall so i don't want to i don't need anything real tall i don't want to cover up the pipe fence um and, and my problem is I've trimmed trees back on both sides of the pipe fence, but I'm still only getting about five hours of sun. So it doesn't have to be tall, um, and I would like something uh, perennial that, uh, you know, I, it's it's a long way to haul water to. I don't mind doing it while I'm planting them and say, the, the first six months or year or so I okay, can haul water with my tractor. But uh, yeah, after that, that they're kind of on their own. So this is rural? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and how far are you going to run this, this row of plants? Um, I'm 60 foot from the road to the gate. So I would like, um, when when I had roses, I planted about three or four rose bushes on each side and they did 
pretty good for three, four, five years. And uh, it, to me, roses are kind of high maintenance, and I'm not a high maintenance kind of guy, so <laughs> I kind of let them go, and they just withered away. Okay, I understand. Um, all right. And and what is what is on the other side of the fence? Is it pasture? Is it wooded? What what am I looking at? It, it is wooded. I've uh, trimmed it back about another twenty feet. But you've got trees that are you know forty foot tall within fifteen twenty feet of the outside of this entry. All right. It's kind of hard to design. And and granted, this is a sim- simple design. It's not anything involved. But it's kind of hard to design without uh, seeing the the setting at all. Sure. So I'm I'm kind of flying blind a little bit. Um, well, my... let me let, let me get without wasting okay. a bunch of air time. So we're um, north. We're facing south on a county road, and I have a hundred feet of pipe fence on each side of the entry. I've got sixty feet of tin horn. The actual entry at the road is sixty feet wide. And it's pipe fence, and it funnels back to a 14-foot-wide pipe entry with a gate. So it's kind of a V-shaped funnel, 60 mm-hmm. feet wide at the at the road, funnels back about 60 feet. To, the gate sits well back from the road, about 60 feet. And there's there's a uh, in my columns and my overhead gate and everything are are there. So I don't know. But if it sounds helps. lovely. I'll I'll tell you what I would be tempted to do because you are at the kind of at the gateway to East Texas. Um what what is your soil? Is it is it red or is it still the black land? Um it is not black land. Um Good. I, when when the the horses um roll it's it's just sandy on top. All right. Uh I if it were mine I would not necessarily try to plant something flowering i would plant something more for some some really pretty drama Uh um and uh if i wanted color i guess i could add that in a different way but but i could see in my mind's eye if i'm picturing all the pipe fence and and your entry gate and all of that i could see an odd number probably five on either side of a statuesque holly I'm big on hollies, and, and East Texas is holly land. Um, and I would use something like Oakland or one of the other upright hollies uh, spaced far enough apart that, that you would still see your fence right. always behind it, mm-hmm. and they would they would just be architectural accents of it. That That's would, what I'm looking for. All right. They would uh, they would draw a nice attention and and would be uh, in the, to repeat that V. They would be uh, uniform in their height, in their shape. You'd trim them so that they would grow uh, fairly uniformly. I don't know that I would keep them completely uh, in a pyramid shape, but I would I would let them grow pretty much in that shape. Uh, Oakland is a is a beautiful tall holly. Mary Nell could be used. That's the the parent of Oakland. Uh, but any of those tall hollies, you could actually use Nellie R. Stevens holly, but it's even bigger. Uh-huh. Um, it would get there faster, and it has beautiful red berries all winter. That would be one nice asset to Mar- to Nellie R. Stevens. Uh, but you'd want to space those probably, and you'd use three of those. Uh, you'd probably space those 20 feet apart. They'll get 20 feet tall and 15 feet wide. Uh-huh. So that may be too big, but but that could be spectacular looking. I love Nellie R. Stevens hollies in when they're allowed to get large. And and they would be very hardy out here. Like I say, I'm willing to haul. I have to. You you want to haul water the first couple of years, uh, uh-huh. uh, once or twice a week, and then after that, probably once a week for a couple of years, and then after that, as needed during droughts. Okay, I'm writing this now. Once or twice a week, first year, uh, and then... probably twice a week for the first couple of years. Okay. And you can buy large Nellie R. Stevens hollies even now. The the small and mid-sized ones are sold out. Uh-huh. That that is a beautiful shrub. That's a very common holly, and and that's been used a lot for big spectacular things. And and I, I think you'd love that. Um, and as they age, they can even be trained tree form up like a lollipop, but you'd want to know that going in if you're going to do it. I don't think I'd want to suggest that. How much width do you have between the driveway and the fence? 
Um, well, well, the 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 well uh, enough to plant something, maybe about three four feet on the inside of the fence towards the drive. Three three or four feet between the drive and the fence. Correct. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a rock drive. So you know, it's just it grass. Yeah, but I mean, you, you don't want anything encroaching on your driveway. And so, if you only have three feet and you're 18 inches away from the drive, if you plant right in the middle, that's not nearly enough room. So you got to be on the back side of the fence. Do you have do you have livestock that's going to be grazing on these things? Um, I have a couple of horses and mules. Um, the the since, since we're 60 foot wide, um, you know, I could plant them further in towards the inside of the drive that that's the the width of the the actual approach is not a problem it's 60 feet wide so i've, I've got okay well my head is about to explode I'm, okay. I'm trying to picture all of this so i'm going to leave it up to you to choose those are possibilities another possibility is to go taller with the with a with magnolias that you limb up and let them go up over the drive and uh-huh. the magnolia that i would suggest to you is d d like uh uh, uh, Dr. Dulaney, D.D. Blanchard. That's a beautiful mid-sized magnolia with uh, with uh, bronze on the backsides of the leaves. They're beautiful. Gotcha, gotcha. Basically, it, it's a big funnel, 60 foot wide. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to leave it to you. Those are my, those are my recommendations for the best plants. I got, I got you. I got and you. I think they'd be really pretty. Possum Hall Holly, Warren's Red Possum Hall would be another pretty one if you have room for it. I would okay, not mix. Thank you I'd so use, much. I I'd use all the same explode. thing. I'd use all the same plant, though. Whatever okay. you choose, use all of one. Right, will do, and didn't mean to information overload you. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. I, I check out easily, early. My kids okay. will tell you that. I think Dad is glazed over again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You have have a, good a good one. Thanks for the call. That was fun. Thank you, sir. Callaway's Nursery, let me tell you about this fine place. It's just a great place. It's a place to find a spectacular crepe myrtle to enhance your landscape. Crepe myrtles, you know, are favorites in Texas, and they've been so for many, many years and for many, many reasons. In fact, it was named our Texas State Shrub in 1997. Do you know that? So beautiful, they've done so much to boost tourism in North Texas. So just imagine how much you and your neighbors will admire them. They're beautiful right now, I'll tell you. Many consider them the most beautiful branching flowering uh, tree in the world. Clusters of crinkled, crepe papery flowers come in shades of red, white, lavender, and pink. And their fluffy blooms can last for months. They bloom and bloom and bloom again. If you don't top them, they'll bloom four times in the same summer. Muscogee crepe myrtles are a centerpiece in your garden with the light lavender pink flowers that are framed by glossy green foliage that turns red in the fall. Muscogee blooms in May, and it will bloom time and time again. They have uh, smooth cinnamon-colored bark that peels to a shiny light gray, and all these elements add to its overall beauty. This is one of the largest varieties of crepe myrtles. You need a small accent tree. Muscogee crepe myrtle would be one to consider. For more inspiration, visit your local Callaways now. You can make your selection with confidence because everything in the store is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop at any of their community stores, including their new store in Prosper, or order online at Callaways.com and take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. Callaway's Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. We're always with you. Just download and listen to the KLIF app on your phone. This is Real News and Information 570. KLIF. KLIF.com. I want to tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens. I'm going to do a really short version because I'm running way behind. But eGardens is my free electronic newsletter from my computer to your email. It comes out Thursday nights. I want you especially to look at this past one. It's archived on my website. We always do that for one week. You can always see the most recent one. And uh, this one I especially want you to look at because I put more work into this eGardens than I've ever put into any of them in the past in 18 years. And uh, a lot of that is because of the one full day of work that I put into the St. Augustine Diagnostics information. I think you'll find it to be extremely helpful. Go to neilsperry.com, click on eGardens. That's N E I L S P E R R Y.com. 
click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We've been talking about ground covers here, and I'm going to talk about a couple of them that do very well in the shade. I want to play back, though, that Asian Jasmine and Purple Winter Creeper are two of our very best ground covers for full sun. In fact, both of those will grow in the shade. Mondo Grass is one of the best choices for shade. It's a clumping, evergreen, 8-inch tall ground cover that's also outstanding at holding soil on slopes. Its flowers are inconspicuous. But it's still a long-proven winner. A dwarf 3-inch form must be planted closely. Use it in smaller spaces since it does grow so slowly. I love regular Mondo grass, and it's our ground cover of choice in our shaded areas. Liriope is the big sister to Mondo grass. However, Liriope does produce lavender or white flowers, and they're very attractive for several weeks in the summer. Variegated formers are also sold. All do best in shade or part shade, and all grow 8 to 14 inches tall. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. I've heard of eGardens. Where'd I hear about that? Let me think. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. My program is sponsored by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. And uh, you shop at your locally owned North Texas Ace Retailer now, you can find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season garden hose. $19.99, but it gets better. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $14.99. There's a limit of two hoses. And uh, let me tell you, these are great hoses. You need a garden hose this year especially. And you can save a lot of money and get a great hose all at the same time at Ace. Need a garden hose that stays flexible no matter what the thermometer reads. Designed to stay flexible year-round in cold temperatures to eliminate the need for adjustment, whether it's uh, really cold outside. This all-season hose is medium-duty garden hose, perfect for everyday watering tasks such as watering the garden, watering the lawn, general cleanup. Here it is for you with a 5 8 inch inside diameter and strong 300 pound plus pound per square inch burst strength. This water hose delivers just the right amount of water at the right speed for all of your outdoor needs. Hose Armor prevents kinking at the water source. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods. Great people, great products, local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Interact with us on Facebook as well as on Twitter at 570-KLIF. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF. KLIF.com. My website, neilsperry.com, is where you buy my book at that great sales price of, sale price of $32.95. It's where you sign up for my electronic newsletter you've heard about uh, 39 times in the last two minutes. That's uh, Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's where you find my frequently asked questions, more than 1,000 of them. Oh, my goodness, that was a lot of work. And it's where you can find a lot of other great information. All that and more. Let's spell it together, class. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very much. And now we go back to the phone lines, and we're going to Wilma in Rockwall. Hi, Wilma. This is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Uh, I was uh, walking yesterday, and my neighbor stopped me and asked me how to get rid of jasmine in a bed under her oak tree. It's climbing up the oak tree, and she doesn't want it any longer, and she doesn't want to harm her oak tree. All right. I, I said, I'll call Neil. I bet he knows. Well, all right. Thank you. Um, I will I will give the same answer I've given a few other times uh, because I don't see any reason to change my answer um, at this point. And that is that jasmine, Asian jasmine, does not root along its runners. A lot of ground covers will, but that one doesn't. And therefore, it's easiest, I think, Wilma. I mean, I could, I could tell you a, a spray or two that would kill it, but you're still going to have to do what I'm about to tell you, and that is to take a, a hoe that has a little bit of heft to it, sharpen the hoe, which is not a big job, and then just pull it through the jasmine. You don't have to do a lot of heavy hoeing and chopping. It's not like chopping Bermuda grass out of a, a garden or something. 
you just scrape it off. You could actually mow the area first or use a, a, a hedge trimmer and, and trim it down to the ground, and you'll be able to find where it was originally planted. You'll be able to see where the stems come out of the ground. And at that point, you can use a sharpshooter spade just to pop those clumps out and, and get rid of the, the clumps of roots, and it's gone. It's not a difficult job. Do it when the ground is wet. Okay. And preferably do it when it's not 104 degrees. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll tell her that. Thank it's, you, Neil. It's easier to do that than to spray it and have to do everything while the stems are brittle. That that makes it even harder. Oh, okay. All right. I'll tell her, Neil. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call very much. I appreciate it. All right. Let me give you my book special, and, and then we have a, a guest lined up for you. Um, I would like to... Uh, tell you that, that Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, which, by the way, is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Uh, it is in my garage. It is there right now, waiting to be signed. My The books that I have uh, have uh, about a pallet, not quite a pallet uh, of this at this special price, and uh, they are only uh, $32.95. They were $36.95. It's my summertime special, and uh, I have decided to do that to help you get through this crazy financial time now. Everything else is more expensive. My book is on sale. Imagine that. I can use the cash flow, frankly, during the summertime. So there you know a little bit of our uh, economic uh, status in the summer. It's the way it is in horticulture. And so if you'd like to get the copy at $32.95, I'd be proud to sign it for you. It's 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, and Chapter 2 is the perpetual calendar of when to do everything. It's 48 pages, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants that you're trying to grow. So those are the overall umbrella chapters. And then specific chapters, chapters 3 through 11, cover in great detail trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. Uh, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. The book is only $32.95. Had I gone through a publishing house, if it were sitting in stores, if it were on Amazon, this book could be $55 or more. It's only $32.95, and I'll sign your copy before we mail it. And so that's all. That's the reason I chose not to put it in stores. Satisfaction completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. 75,000 copies sold and not one request for a refund. But I continue the offer, and it'll happen sometime, but it hasn't happened yet. Now, here are the two ways you can order it, and I encourage you to do so while I still have supply on hand. One way is to order it from uh, by calling my office Monday through Friday during business hours, and that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way is to order it from my website right now, and that's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced foundation repair i want to tell you about mueller steel buildings and the fact that you can get them for permanent storage why would you ever want to have a temporary storage facility when you can own a mueller building that just is a good question mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble they're affordable they offer a permanent storage solution and it can be right there in your own backyard with a variety of sizes available available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home, any landscape. And if your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's Standard Series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can also visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Now, that's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there... 
Click on the Color Selector tool. It makes choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Mueller Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. I'm Hillary. I work with all five Jabos Ace Hardware locations. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Hillary, very, very much. And normally at this point, you might have heard a promo for our church. I donate a promo each uh, each time that I don't have a, a live pastor to talk to. But I have a live pastor to talk to right now, and it's our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett from First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. Pastor Tommy, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Neil. Happy Father's Day weekend to you, sir. Same to you. Thank you very, very much. And if you're doing well, it means that you are not out pulling weeds in the yard right now. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was out earlier today, and oh. it warmed up quickly, didn't it? Didn't it, though? It is, uh, it is Texas. It is hot summertime, and uh, that means that, uh, that it's a good idea to get inside, take lots of water and get inside. And We're going to talk about birds in just a minute, but I also want to ask you how... Uh, how things will happen at, at church tomorrow on Father's Day. So we have all of our normal services. Uh, tomorrow we have four services in the sanctuary, two contemporary services, and two services at our church in Melissa. Um, and we will live stream. Um, we live stream the sanctuary service at 10.05. You can find that at sharingtheheart.org. We're going to we're going to talk about what it means to take care and, and watch out and love other people, how to, how to bless other people in our life, because men have blessed us, fathers, grandfathers, coaches, uh, friends, mentors. How do we do that in the world? We're called to t- take care of and look out for and watch over one another. So that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Folks, that is such an important message, and I hope if you are not able to go to a church that you'll join us at our church. And uh, we we go to the 1110 service. Tommy has services at 8, 9, 10, 05, and that's the one that also live streams, and then at 1110. And I hope you'll join us at, at one of those services in any event, and, and you'll hear a wonderful message, and you'll hear wonderful music, and you'll see a lot of wonderful people smiling as uh, the churches in America fill back up a person at a time. It's been a slow process, hasn't it, Tommy? Yes, it has, but it's 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 coming, and and we're so so thankful. We've met so many new friends uh, that have been worshiping with us online, and are now coming in person. It's a great thing. And this Sunday, we're celebrating our Vacation Bible School kids. We just finished a week, so they'll be singing in the services, and it'll it'll be a blessing. Shadrach has been working this week. Shadrach the Sheep has been working this week, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Tommy has taken Shadrach everywhere he's gone for a long, long time. Shad, uh, Tommy and Eve both have. Um, tell us a little bit about birding. I, I asked Tommy if he would describe, because he goes when he takes a vacation. Last night, our, our son Brian and his family are, are uh, parts of his family are in Branson for a dance competition. One of their daughters is uh, in a dance uh, class. And uh, they stopped in Springfield for a minor league baseball game, which they are apt to do wherever they travel. Uh, Tommy is apt to go bird watching wherever he travels, whether it's downtown Detroit for a church meeting or Haiti, or whether it is a special trip that he lined up with Eve several years ago. Tell us about Aransas Pass. Tell us about that trip. So Port Aransas is a is a Port great Aransas. spot to visit, and uh, and Aransas Pass and. And just right up the coast is the little town of Rockport, and um, and you can jump on a boat in Rockport, uh, Captain Tommy Skimmer, and he'll take you out to where the hooping cranes um, spend the winter. And and we've done this trip a couple of times um, in January, and it is just wonderful to see the hooping crane. You just you just you could. You can hear them call. I mean, that's how close you are to them. Uh, but Captain Tommy is a is an avid birder, 
and he'll point out every bird that he sees, and you'll get to identify uh, 50 to 60 different species uh, as you're as you're going around uh, those coastal waters. It, it is such a fun trip. It's not very expensive, uh, and I would encourage you if you're ever down on the coast to look into that. How fun that would be. I, the Merlin app that we've talked about here a couple of times that you uh, suggested I download and that I marvel at from the Cornell people, mm-hmm. uh, Merlin, mm-hmm. Merlin would hear those birds, Tommy, and it would say, where are you, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> You're, not You're in a special that. place, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, oh. but, but birding is such a regional activity, right? So everywhere you go new you have the opportunity to see new birds and and learn more uh about your environment and where you are and it's a wonderful wonderful way to be attentive to the world in uh, talking to tommy about these visits on the air and just in general it's uh, interesting uh to uh hear him describe birds that he has seen just walking around mckinney we both live in mckinney and and uh, and the Mississippi kites, and I never had heard of a Mississippi kite. And he said, Neil, they're all around here. And he described them, and I'm still looking for them. I, I think I'm not out at the right time or something. And it's interesting how much we miss in our lives that we, we don't even realize it's out there. I think our teenage kids tell us that. You're missing a lot, Dad. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yes. You know, I, I, have a, I have a member of our church who's who's become interested in birding over the last couple of years. And he said to me the other day, it helps me remember to look up. And I think that's a good thing to do every day. And I think, you know what, that'll that'll preach right there. That's a pretty good. Sermon. I can I can hang on to that one. That's right. <laughs> that's well. right. All right. So so again, the Father's Day services will be at eight, nine, ten, oh, five and eleven, ten. And the contemporary services are what time? At at um, at ten oh five and eleven ten. Okay, and Melissa also has two services, and all of the times folks are listed at sharingtheheart.org. All the other church activities are listed at sharingtheheart.org, and uh, folks, that's the First United Methodist Church of Downtown McKinney. It's at uh, three fifteen North Church Street, and we would love to have you join us. It's a beautiful old historic church. What year was the church uh, built? The the main part of the church, Tommy. 1901, the sanctuary was built, and uh, it is so beautifully landscaped. I mean, it's just a picturesque. Come drive by the church. You'll be you'll be blessed, and while you're there, stop in. Yes, best of all, stop and, and enjoy it afoot, and come on in. You bet. Tommy, thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Happy Father's Day. God bless Day. you, Neil. Thank Happy you, Father's Tommy. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Bass, thank you for all that you have done to make this program happen. To all of you who are listening, thank you very, very much for that. I appreciate you. Mike and I will be on the air tomorrow morning at WBAP 820 AM dial from 8 until 10 in the morning. And so I hope you'll join me there. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day uh, with your father or with his memory. And if you're a father, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Happy Father's Day. Happy gardening.